Hello and good evening, uh, everyone. Uh, we've got some technical difficulties just rearing their ugly heads all over the place. And uh, Ian, I think you're here. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's kind of emblematic uh, in the way in which the sharks, you know, kind of just fell apart, and we're kind of falling apart right now. And um, <laughs> what did you what did you make from that game? I, I just I don't know. It was sloppy and it was just a game in which you think that the Sharks are going to going to pull it out. You know, they've got two leads and piss it away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were the better team for like the vast, like not to say the vast majority, but for a lot of that game, for the better parts of two periods, they were the better team. They were, you know, they were out shooting Columbus. I thought they're significantly outplaying Columbus. Um, and, you know, and then it kind of just all fell apart in the third. And you got a decent amount of offense out of a team that's been absolutely anemic offensively lately, but just not enough, unfortunately, to uh, put the Blue Jackets away. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is it, it just seemed like... Uh, I guess what I was most disheartened was how the defense, especially from the offensive side of the puck, was playing this evening. You got those two goals from guys that really needed it in both Carlson and um, with Burns, and mm -hmm. you're not able to continue that good, you know, that good feeling, and it's kind of like a wasted effort in in some respects. Yeah, a little bit. I think. I mean, there's. If, if you're looking for some positives to take, I think getting Hurdle back on the board, um, important. Getting Burns back on the board, important. Um, you know, I think I think the problem is, though, is like what happened? What, when did Hurdle get the offense back? It's like, you know, if Couture and Hurdle have to fight over, uh, you know, Dolan and... <laughs> If they have to fight over Dolan and Meyer over, you know, that's who's going to get the offense. I think the Sharks are going to be in for a little bit of trouble there because I think, you know, it's I don't think it's. Uh, it's weird. It's not weird at all, right, that they put Dolan and, and Meyer with Hurdle and suddenly Hurdle gets back on the board. Right. Right. And I think that that just kind of goes to show you that maybe Barbanov is a little miscast right now in the position I he's in. I think Parabonov's been okay. I've been more concerned uh, with Balsers over Barabanov. I, I still like Barabanov's game. I just feel like, and, and I like Balsers too, and I keep saying this, like I like Rudy Balsers a lot, but I just feel like he, he's not, you know, he's had so many chances and just hasn't finished. Right, right. And I think at this point, you're kind of, you've got to just make the decision on, on him, kind of, right? I mean, it's it, right now we're, I don't know, kind of in this limbo of, okay, are you going to wake up or you're not, you know, are you going to start driving play on your line or are you just going to kind of be a passenger? And right now he hasn't really shown me much more than just being a guy that can whiff, you know? Yeah. And, and it sucks because, you know, there are flat, like he's in the right spaces. It seems like, mm -hmm. you know, he's in the correct positions, but it seems like it's, maybe where his hands are at or the positioning of his stick or, um, you know, just being a little less physical on a play than, um, than he 
you know, going into a play and being a little soft on it instead mm-hmm. of, you know, kind of protecting on the boards and stuff. That's the thing that I've noticed with Balsers is in and around the boards, he's just very weak. He gets his yeah. pocket picked a lot. Yeah, and Balsers didn't play tonight. I thought Noah Gregor did decently in his stead. Oh, I thought Noah Gregor played a great game tonight. And, yeah. And I thought that, you know, he was a bright spot on that line. And the thing is, it's just that Barabanov is is uh, the, Barabanov is a guy that I'm circling. And the reason why is I feel like he's inconsistent, right? There will be flashes mm-hmm. of a good, you know, a good game from him where you'll have a kind of a puck possession and you'll have, um, you know, shots on net and, and um, you know, see the flashes of a creative player. Um, but then there are times where he just goes like the previous game in, in New York, he was just completely defensively unresponsible, you know, with the, with the major giveaways and, and especially with the, the lack and lack of consistency from period one through period three. And, and I think right now with hurdle being a guy that's still kind of slumping, you know, he got the goal tonight. Good. Thank goodness he got it. But with a guy that, kind of slumping he needs consistent guys to kind of be in and around him and and I think at this point he's pressing and I think we're seeing that in his line now again I think Gregor was a great um, breath of fresh air Um, yeah but uh, you know I I'd, I'd like to see some more from that line and I think that that's something that we've all been kind of keying in on yeah, I mean they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get more offense consistently out of their top six. Um, I mean that you know that's that's where your goals are supposed to come from. Um, you know they've gotten some help from the bottom six. You know guys like Benino have finally started to click a little bit. Um, but I mean the top six has to you have to get more to your top six. Yeah, if you're gonna do anything, and so far they haven't. Right, right. And okay, so let's uh, quickly start off from the first period. Um, You know, for the Sharks, um, they seemed like they were playing a pretty good game. I think we both had mentioned there was quite a few shots on goal. It was uh, 19 and 9 in favor of the Sharks, but we didn't get scoring until the very, very last five minutes of the uh, of that first period 16 16 in Adam Boquist with fifth on the season uh Danforth getting the assist there um this goal I you know kind of looking at it I thought that the Sharks had just really done a good job of um putting pressure and then it was kind of one of those transitional type of goals um and and honestly you know I thought it's kind of one that you're going to give up especially because you had already kind of pressed kind of far into the offensive zone. Um, you know, and now I'm kind of taking a look at it back. They're reversing it. Um, you know, they kind of get caught in their own zone a little bit, and then you just get a laser beam of the shot. You know, it just yeah, it was pop, a, pops right out into the circle. Big shot, big shot, nice shot. Like, um, I, I, I was funny because last show I talked about how I don't really have a pinata on this team. And then Aiden Hill kind of jumped out and said, I volunteer as tribute. Now this goal, I didn't really have a problem with. Unfortunately for Aiden Hill, I felt like just the longer the game went, the more the wheels just fell off. And it was kind of like, they kind of fell off in slow motion in this one. Cause at this point I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. Like it's, you know, do you probably want that back? Yeah. But am I super mad about it? No. Right. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't the worst goal he gave up tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, that's definitely one way to put it. It wasn't the worst goal that he gave up tonight. Uh, well, uh, you know, 
we were kind of thinking, ah, damn, you know, the Sharks had really done a good job territorially in that first period, and, you know, we kind of had that sour taste in our mouth, but then... Yeah, after the first, like, before that, before the Sharks scored that goal, I'm like, oh, they're going to get goalied, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. I think we all kind of had that feeling, and Nick Benino, boy, he's just kind of flipped the light switch, hasn't he? It's just kind of, if it ain't, uh, if it ain't raining, it's pouring, right? So... For uh, Nicky, it's his fourth on the season. Nieto and Cagliano getting the uh, assists there. So really good to see the secondary scoring, you know, really popping through and, yeah. and providing a big uplift. I thought um, kind of a one of those momentum swing type of goals. And, and you thought, okay, you know what? The Sharks, um, you know, beat Elvis. And now you, you get some good mojo going into that, into that second period. Um, which we saw. I mean, in that second period, we saw Eric Carlson just laser beam a shot. And and guys, this is this is this is the guy we paid for, right? I mean, this is yeah. That that that's really good to see. What, what did you see from that goal and Barabanov getting the assist there? Um, yeah, Barabanov, nice nice feed. Um, I like the way he, I like the way he kind of drove on the on the boards and then kind of, you know, pulled back and, and fed it over to, to Carlson again, like Carlson, uh, I thought had a good game again. This is the, him and Middleton have been the best defense pair on both ends of the ice for the sharks, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, again, Eric Carlson really stepping up to the plate and, um, really having a good showing. So that's good to see. Um, but unfortunately, you know, the Sharks kind of give up that momentum swing again with Sean Corrali getting his uh, fourth of the year. He had been. Was kind this of, the starfish? This was the starfish. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I just, I don't know why. Like, it's just one of those things where I, it's, it's almost comical at this point, except for in this situation. It, you know, it was, it was a big momentum swing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just I don't understand it. So how often like how often does the starfish ever has the starfish ever worked for Brent Burns? I feel like it's a very low percentage of successful plays. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is I I, and I don't understand why he didn't if he's going to starfish. Why doesn't he starfish more into the player like he just completely takes himself right out of the the lane like I understand going down and I understand going down in front of the person that you want to block that shot at but he goes down and completely slides out of frame yeah he took himself he took himself out of the play um super frustrating something that we've seen a billion times from Burns and you know, we can complain about it all we want, but it's not the last starfish we'll ever see Brett Burns do. And it won't be the last time it causes a goal to go in the back of the net. Oh, well, I mean, Brent Burns giveth and then uh, Brent Burns taketh and then he giveth. Uh, he comes yes. out with his second goal on the season. And this is what we like to see Burnsy doing. A just quick thunk shot. And, you know, he it's it's comical because, you know, Merzlikens gets the initial um the initial arm kind of save into it and then it just trickles in because of how much oomph that that shot had on it and it's good to see Burnsy shooting the puck Nieto and Maya with the assist yeah it was good again like there's there are some positives you can take from tonight right like guys getting points that desperately needed points again this team offense isn't going to come easy for this team so the guys that can do it need to do it 
somewhat regularly. So hopefully this is, you know, even though they lost the game tonight, hopefully with Hurdle and Burns, you know, are getting on the score sheet, hopefully that's a sign of things to come and, you know, not a blip in the radar. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, though, the Sharks would again succumb to giving up uh, the lead and they allow uh, the Blue Jackets to tie it up. And this one was the, let's see, this one was the, again, another broken play. You've got a play that this one I think was on Ferraro and, and I tell you why. He puts that shot directly into the feet of, of the opposing defenseman on the, uh, or actually the forward on the, um, oh, yeah, in yeah, the, okay, in yeah, the defensive zone. The Sillinger goal. Yeah, yeah, the Sillinger goal. And Sillinger, I mean, give him credit for making a good block, but it's like, could you put it any more into his skates? I mean, oh. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I, I don't know. I, I As much as I didn't like this, I think it was a, I, I'm going to give it, I'm going to say it was a better play by Sillinger than it was a mistake by Ferraro. Right. And, you know, at, looking at the goal goaltender on that one, I mean, that's blocker side. It's low. It's going to be one of those difficult kinds of saves. I mean, you'd love to see um, Hill maybe kind of come out a little bit more, um, especially because, you know, Ferraro is he, he really did good, do a good job of taking that pass away that he was just giving. Him yeah. A shooter. Yeah. And that's the theme. Like, that's kind of the the theme of. I think if you if you go back on my Twitter feed with a lot of Aiden Hill's goals, I think that was kind of the theme of a lot of what I was talking about was like for a guy as big as he is, he really plays deep in the crease, right? And I just I and I, and maybe it's something they're working on because I think that he probably earlier on I think he wandered a little too much, and they're probably trying to get him to stay closer to home. But I just feel like. But if he, he looked good, skates out an extra inch. You cut, you know, you just you cut the angle down that much more. Yeah, and you know, then you have to make a less, you know, less move less. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You have to move less to try and make a save. Yeah, and I wonder. Now, I really like the cylinder shot. I think it was a really good shot. And I don't know if he comes out and challenges that a little more. If he still makes that save, he might not. Right. Like I'm not saying it's a guaranteed save if he comes out more. But as the game went on, like for a guy who's what six six in Aiden Hill. Right. Got really, really small as the game went on. Right. And partially that was because he was playing way too deep in his crease, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. What do I know? Yeah, no, I, but I, it, it's just interesting because he didn't, he looked like he was really fronting shots well in that New York game, you know? And I think maybe they, uh, the, the Sharks gave up some more transitional type of, um, of opportunities. And I think maybe that's kind of one of, Aiden Hill's kind of weaknesses is those transitional type plays because it seems like when he gets set up, um, you know, in his net and they've got, you know, some press plays going on um, and, and he's able to, I guess, maybe get down a little bit more quickly because the puck's kind of in and around the net. He seems a little mm -hmm. bit stronger um, that way. Um, and he seems like he kind of gets victimized on those two-on-ones quite a bit. So I'm wondering if it might be some small adjustments that he needs to make you know maybe it's coming a foot or two a little bit yeah further out um, yeah i think i think and again like yeah. aiden hill's not a finished product right and i think that's important to keep in mind like this he's not a finished product but i still think that doesn't make this loss any easier to swallow and it doesn't 
it doesn't make me feel any better about the role he played in it. Right. And again, he wasn't alone. Don't get me wrong. We're going to get there, but he wasn't alone. Right. And so then, you know, the sharks go into the, into the uh, final intermission and they've got it tied up. You, you thought, okay, you know what? The sharks have been playing the better of the two teams up to this point, but they're tied. You know, you're giving yourself a, a chance to, to win this game. Uh, and then in the third period, I mean, I don't know if it was a matter of Columbus coming out and really dictating play or if it was just the fatigue factor really starting to kick in. What? No. no. Nope. I don't want to hear about fatigue. No. This is a team that played last night. Yeah, it's the end of a road trip, but Crimea River, this team played last night. Right. And you dominated play. You controlled play for two periods. There's no excuse for the way the Sharks played the third. I, I don't want to hear about tired because it's the end of a long road trip. Blah, 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 blah. Columbus played last night. You didn't. You had more rest than they did. Everyone's played a bajillion games at this point. Cry me a river about your fucking sore legs at the end of a road trip. Yeah, so I think what we're Ian is picking up on this one, and I think we're we're kind of all in a in agreement here. This is just one player from the Columbus Blue Jackets out skating three sharks. I mean, I'm wa- watching this play in review right now, and you've got Matt Nieto in the neutral zone, kind of just gliding his way back to the to the bench. Um, you've got Nick Benino, who's on the wrong side of the skater. You've got the defensemen both out, you know, both out on the wrong side of, of the puck. And to me, Ian, this is just sloppy defensive alignment. Like this was guys not tracking back well. And yeah, it was just, it was a sloppy period. Like there's just so many, it's a comedy of errors at this point. Yeah. Like that's the third, the best way to describe the third period, a comedy of errors. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then uh, you see, um, Roslevic kind of come in on the wing. He's unopposed. Then he just kind of pulls the puck behind him and uh you know aiden hill makes the commit because you got to we'd like to see aiden hill maybe he go for the, made poke the commit with the yeah exactly the commit without the poke check yeah I, I still think it was a hell of a move like i really like ross Levick and i think that was a hell of a move yeah. but to not even attempt the poke check there like that seems to be like goaltending 101 to me right right because he's otherwise he's going he's around dead to right you know right yeah exactly you're dead to right so you might as well throw everything and including the kitchen sink at Roslovic at that point because he's going around you and I, he made it way too easy for Roslovic to get around him. And again, I still like, I think it was a hell of a move by Roslovic, but yeah. like, again, like it's just as the game progressed, like the goals just seemed to get worse and worse. Right. Right. And I think that this was kind of the harbinger, you know, to, to come of the, of the third because, uh, well, after that, I thought they were done. Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause four minutes later, Boquist, uh, again, scores and he gets a six on the season. Uh, Carlson and Voracek with, uh, the assists there. And this is just one that Hill's got to have. Yeah, and again, uh, not challenging the shooter enough. I think, in my opinion, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm just looking at this. The the guys are coming in three on two. You know, Logan's got to do a better job of getting that puck to the net. Oh, Logan Couture had a brutal game tonight. And then you've got you you've just got Eric Carlson and Middleton not really tracking the two forwards very well they do a switch off but they don't complete the switch off and by not uh you know completing 
the switch between you know who they're going to cover on the shot you're leaving a guy on the far side post completely open um yeah you know Aiden Hill's got to move left to right you know I I also think though that Aiden didn't square up quite quick enough on that and I think like it's a comic like you said a comedy of errors where it is yeah where the defensive mistake is compounded by um you know the goaltender inefficiency and this was this was last year's sharks yeah like there's there's this is what this is last year's sharks different goalie but same result because this is the kind of game that they would lose last year that would have us on here ranting like crazy. These this this is the kind of game where you know we're goaltending. You know you get better goaltending and you probably come out ahead. You scored four goals in a game after you've had trouble scoring more than two in any given game, right? Right. Like so, you get the goals tonight, but then you can't keep them out of your own net. And like this was yeah, this to me this was last year's Sharks in a fucking nutshell. Well, um, as we had mentioned a little bit uh, earlier, Tomas Hurdle, you know, gets off the schneid, uh, getting a goal, his ninth on the season, Dolan and Meyer with the assists after, like we had said, uh, you know, a, a just a, a, a very, very um, poor effort from Logan tonight. I mean, I don't know if it was poor or if it would just not not enough I don't, gas I just, but i don't know again i, I don't want to hear about brutal. not enough gas but i just i don't think he had a good game and look at no. everyone's gonna have bad games like i'm not gonna be like you know get this bum off the team blah 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 like it, yeah couture had a bad game if he has a bunch of bad games then then i'll be ready to jump on couture i don't think he had a good night i thought that he deserved to have his toys taken away from him and give him to hurdle um and turtle did more with it and <laughs> turtle did more with his toys so yeah, I mean, not a good game for him. You know, is it anything more than a bad game for Couture? We'll see going forward, I guess. But um, I don't know. I don't want to say it like, you know, I don't want to do anything to say anything too negative with Couture because I think Couture has been pretty good this year. Yeah, um, no, I. but it was a rough game for him. I mean, it just it was an absolutely. Yeah, it was a, it was a brutal game. And I'm sure uh, something that hopefully doesn't carry forward. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that kind of gave us a little bit of hope. But, you know, the Sharks pulled the goaltender and. I don't know, Ian, it's just another thing. We just have not had very much success with the extra man and, uh, you know, getting the game tied up and, um, you know, kind of a really poor effort there by Eric Carlson with the puck. It just kind of slips off his stick once again, you know, and you've got two, um, you know, Columbus Blue Jackets coming in on the zone, empty net, you know, they're able to just get a really you know, just a tap in, you know, just able to slide yeah. it in. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, I, the fact that the sharks, like, I mean, by this point, the wheels had fallen all the way off. They get, they call, you know, they get the goal called back yep. that goes in their favor. Yep. Doesn't do anything to change the momentum of the game. Like it was, it was done. I mean, and at this point, like I said, the wheels had completely fallen off for this team. And I think if you look back overall, you probably have to be pretty happy overall with the road trip. But this game should leave a really bad taste in all their mouths. Like this, this is not a game that you, they can't finish. You know, I don't care how long your road trip is. You can't finish like this. The There was two points on the board here that I think the Sharks should have had based on how they played the first two, like the first two periods. And you know, unfortunately, after a couple of really good games for Aiden Hill, 
you know, uh, you get a stinker. You get a, you get a little yeah, bit of a stinker. He, he had a bad game, and you know, and it costed the team. And it wasn't all on Aiden Hill. Like, oh I'm no, not come here and say that this game was completely on Aiden Hill. It wasn't. No, but. It's a lot on Aiden Hill. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely say that he's probably got a good 30 to 40 percent in my book of of the blame on this one. Um, you know, I, I think also I put a little bit of blame on Logan tonight. Um, he, brutal in the faceoff circle. Um, you know, the Sharks end up losing 49-51 um, on the faceoff percentage. But it yeah, was but worse. I think that it's, as the game went on, like the the wheels completely fell off right. the truck, right? right? And then everything kind of just went Columbus's way. And I think I think they were doing pretty well in the faceoff dot before that, but I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. So uh, the Sharks end up with thirty four shots on goal, Columbus with thirty. Uh, the Blue Jackets go zero for one on the power play. Sharks were not given a power play tonight. Uh, You've got 10 hits to 25 in favor of the Blue Jackets, uh, 16 blocks. Yeah, because again, you know what? You know when you hit a lot of people, you know when you throw a lot of hits in a game? When you don't have the puck. Yeah. And for a long time, Columbus didn't have the puck. The Sharks did a really good job. And that is and that is what is so frustrating about this game is the Sharks played such a good game for two periods before they imploded. They, their goalie, well, they, they imploded and, you know, and it's hard to it's it's hard to keep going when everything that goes at your net finds the back of it. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I think also, too, it, it was just unfortunate that we did. We didn't get to see Reimer in net. And, you know, hopefully whatever he's got, it isn't. Yeah. Whatever is ailing Reimer, hopefully that gets better soon. Because yeah. um, again, like and again, Aiden Hill's not a finished product like. There's going to be, you know, I think as Aiden Hill tries to find his way as an NHL goalie, you know, there's going to be games like this. They're going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Sharks moved a lot of assets to bring Aiden Hill in. Yep. Yep. To 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 be to potentially be the guy. Now, thankfully, it's a two year deal. If Aiden Hill doesn't work out, they can go on to the next plan. Right. It's not like it's it's not like Martin Jones resigned for the next six years. Right. You know. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's positive. And look, they, they had to do something. It was, it, they had to, they had to do something. Well, you right? know, and, and, and Ian, I mean, let's not also, let's not also count out the fact that he played back to back. I mean, he's played, you know, yeah. he played three out of four and, and, yeah. you know, this is a guy who played fantastic in those first two games. Those, those first two games, fantastic. Not, you know, not, um, not flawless by any stretch, but, but really, really well. And I think, you know, and, and I think the the positioning. Yeah, Steve in the chat. Sorry, Steve in the chat. If he goes in against Calgary and plays like that, oh, my God, we are going to be it's going to be a long night. And that's the concern going forward now. Right. right. Because now your games are going to get division heavy. And now we're going to see what this team is, because I don't know what this team is still. We're quarter way through the season. I still don't know what this team is. Right. I, but these divisional games, they're going to tell us. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think we're we're kind of looking at it right now as, you know, the Sharks are sitting with 25 games played with 27 points. Um, they are one point ahead of Vegas, but Vegas has got two games in hand. You've mm -hmm. also got Los Angeles with three games in hand. They've got 22 points. Um, so, you know, those are two teams that are still kind of hovering around there. Um, yeah. You've got, you know, an Anaheim team that is still playing very decently. And then you, you've got really good. You've got 
Calgary coming in, you know, their next game and they're just a steamroller right now. Yeah, I'm not. I, I mean, that Calgary game, I'm not super excited to see how that one goes down for the Sharks. I'm not going to lie. But the like, Sharks have played Calgary pretty tough this year. I, I will say that. And have we played the Flames this year? Uh, I could have sworn that they they were the only division opponent that we played, right? Uh, oh God, I forget. It's been such a <laughs> uh, yeah. Calgary. I mean, Calgary. It's going to be an interesting thing, right? Calgary uh, super turned around. The games that I'm interested. Um, I mean, it's going to be interesting, right? Because Vancouver, it looks like they're making wholesale changes there. I don't know what the final reports are. I know it sounds like Bruce Boudreaux's coming into Vancouver, so I don't know if that's going to be enough to turn their season around but of course you know i would have liked to have a few more games against vancouver before that happened um the games that i'm interested to see though the california games those are the ones that i'm interested in because i think those are the ones where we're going to really see what the sharks are because i don't think the sharks in in a you know in a season series with the golden knights like i don't think they're going to come out of that series good i you know i see maybe gonna have a hard time against calgary they're probably going to have a hard time against Edmonton, right? Like those are, those are top tier teams in the league right now. Yeah. I mean, Vegas up and coming teams like LA Anaheim. I want to see how they measure up Vegas. I think to me is still a team that's trying to figure it out. And, and I think that they're going to be, they're, 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 you're, I think they're going to be an interesting, I think that it's going to definitely be an interesting type of of series between the two because it seems like it's both these teams that haven't really established a footing yet and like you said you know the sharks are really competing with the ducks and los angeles it's it's looking like you know that those two teams are not going to go away anytime soon and yeah and i think i think that'll just tell me like not even like just for division like for how they'll finish in the division i think like when i look at the teams in the pacific like obviously again there's teams that are up on top right and they're they're very good and the sharks are somewhere in the middle obviously in the middle of the pack in the league but are they you know are they the upper middle the lower middle or are we just haven't you know after after a season series maybe they're they're not even hanging and then we'll see but i mean like let's let's think about it this way though st louis right they're second in their division they Mm -hmm. have 28 points and you look at the sharks and we have 27 points i I mean the the pacific division i think is coming out as as being the stronger of the two in the western conference at the moment look at the top three i mean You've got 35 points in Minnesota because Minnesota is doing quite well. Um, St. Louis, mm-hmm. though, with 28 and Nashville with 27. And then you look over in the Pacific, the top three teams all have above 30 points. Yeah. And and yeah, I didn't expect the I didn't expect that. Right. So far. Right. And and then the Sharks are still kind of treading water. So, I, you know, I think. Yeah, they're treading water. But like all their games, when you're not playing against the division, though, you're not giving up points to teams that you can't give up points to right like this game well, yeah sucks to give up points to columbus but it's columbus who cares right that's not going to hurt you in a playoff race losing two points to columbus like yeah you want those two points but you didn't hand them to an la or an anaheim or a seattle or whoever right and i think that's why the division games like i'm really excited to, to get into that because that's when we're going to start seeing like yeah, okay, the Sharks have done really well but when they start playing heavily in their division which division is where most of your games are played how many, you know, how many points are you going to give away to a division rival? Yeah, that's, you know, that's when every point matters. That's when you don't want three point games and you don't want to just have a game like this where you just give away two points. 
because that's those are the games that'll come back to haunt you. Yeah. If you know if this happens in the division, I mean, this might come back and haunt them regardless. But if this was a divisional game, then that already comes back and haunts you right away. Right. Right. And and I think you know you're also looking at. Um, I think you're also looking though at a team that has played well i mean their record says they're above 500 right so they're 540 and and i think that it's a, a team that has played to the competition they've played really well i think I, look I, and i'm not trying to take anything away from what the sharks I'm just have saying done is so they've far. set themselves up they haven't put themselves behind the eight ball like they did last year right for sure no i like i i agree with that 100 right, and i think that for me the through the first quarter of the season that's what i wanted to see i said if the sharks are going to contend for a playoff spot they have to at least be able to get out of that first quarter of the season without you know having the wheels completely fall off because i thought this was a very desperate time considering all of the drama considering what was going to go on in the off season, mm -hmm. the whole revamp of the goaltending system and not knowing where, you know, we were going to get anywhere, you know, because again, we were coming yeah. in with two, I mean, we had Reimer who has been a pretty mm -hmm. good safety blanket, but, yep. um, you know, really not asked to, to carry a, an entire load himself since his, you know, since playing with the Panthers. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, for me, I still had some questions on, okay, where where is he going to what what version of Reimer are we going to get um yeah. but to tell you through 22 games that the team is above 500 they've basically kind of set themselves up for divisional play in a good position they yeah they they've they've set themselves up I agree like they're in a good position going into this like going into the heavier divisional schedule now they've they've definitely set them up right but now it's the time. setup's only going to be yeah. right but now you have to Right. The setup is only as good as the follow through if they, you know, the setup could be great. But if they don't follow through with a lot of points taken from their divisional rivals, then it's all for naught. Well, I think we're going to start calling this uh, calling this a show. Everybody It's going to be a kind of a quick one uh, because we got Pucknall just coming up uh, pretty soon. Ian, I, I just quickly wanted to get your your take on the uh, Vancouver hiring and firing there and uh, Bruce Boudreaux coming in with um with uh travis green heading out uh yeah you think we're gonna see the dead cap bounce here or is uh vancouver still in the tailspin um i'm not i want to see what's because the team hasn't has the team announced anything yet because the team hasn't announced anything yet so i'm curious to see if this is if it's just the coach or if it's also jim benning on his way out um i mean the aquilinis are not patient people uh no but they've been but saying that they've been incredibly patient with Benning. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting to me, like, is this a situation where is Jim, like, has Jim Benning fired his, like, that's, this is what I don't know. Has Jim Benning fired his last coach or is he not the one hiring the coach? Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. See, I, I'm kind of curious to see where we go from there, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, this team... A lot of like this is one of those teams where I think by the end of the season they might be able to turn it around somewhat, but because they added so many pieces, like I, I know Jerk was really high on the Canucks going into the season, and I was like, I don't know what to make of them. They've because they've made so many changes. Right. I I, I think you had to look at 
Elias Pedersen season this year and Hughes and um and Besser and and think man there's so much more juice in that in that orange to squeeze you know like they yeah right they just don't they don't look right they they no they, they don't look right and something I, I don't know if it's if it I haven't watched a lot of their games yet I'm and I was kind of hoping, like I was kind of looking forward because I know we play them a couple times at the end of the month. Um, I don't know. Like I, I haven't really watched them because again, they're not really must see TV other than the fact that they're a train wreck, but I watched a train wreck all last year. I'm not going to willingly watch another one. Right. Right. And <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But I, th- I thought at least from previous seasons we had started to see a little bit of of an ascension and we saw the team kind of respond pretty good to Travis Green and you know they were making a fight for it last year and um yeah this team I think again it just has coming out so flat and it's such an opposite from from the good mojo that they had again ending that season last year so yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Like, I, again, I just I wish I, I had some better insight on Vancouver other than like it's just been a train wreck forever. Um, <laughs> Birch, Vancouver should have rehired John Tortorella. John Tortorella. <laughs> I mean, Bruce Woodrow is an interesting uh, is is an interesting choice for sure. Um, players coach. So I don't know. If, uh, see, and that's what I wonder, right? Because Bruce Boudreaux is kind of a player's guy. I wonder if, you know, if a Tortorella would have been, like not saying Tortorella specifically, but if that kind of player might have been the guy you want to come in, right? Like like look at Calgary, right? You bring in Daryl Sutter. It didn't work out right away last year, but it's paying dividends now, right? And the problem with Daryl Sutter, of course, is, is in a couple of seasons, it's all going to fall off the rails because the player is going to be sick of him. But, you, you know, he can come in and get instant results and i just wonder if that's the kind of guy they'd want to go for instead of a guy like bruce boudreau i don't know we'll see yeah yep yeah. all right well uh like i had said uh you know gonna be pretty quick so uh in case you mm-hmm. have missed us uh or you want to hear us again uh check us out across all of the podcasting uh platforms that's uh, apple podcasts you've got the google play store you've got youtube soundcloud uh you've got uh Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, and I can't even, you know, go through all of them because we're just all over the place. Um, Ian, what's your final thoughts on where the people can find you? Final thoughts. Um, this was last year's Sharks, and I hope we do not – I hope this is not a sign of things to come because I think this team has been much more enjoyable to watch this year. Uh, this game sucks, but let's, you know, let's not let's not get crazy. It, mostly everything we watched with the Sharks has been has been good. Maybe not great, but good. And I I want to go back to good Sharks. <laughs> yeah, that's let, it. That's all. Let, I want. Let, we want good Sharks. <laughs> right. I, I want good Sharks, not last week. Sharks. That's that's it. Um, you know, uh, the end, the other thing is you can find me at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. Also, if you we have given you all our opinions of this game, uh, if you are watching this either live or even later on uh leave us a comment down below and let's uh hear your comments on the game yeah yeah the comments really help us out and uh as far as my final thoughts go on this one you know look you you come out of the road trip three and two that's a good road trip uh not great because you got that kind of sour feeling coming home but i think if you get a good win against uh calgary and, and you put a good effort in and 
and you get Reimer kind of back in the in the net and you know doing a you know doing a solid job back there I think you're gonna have a, a team that's gonna show some people that hey you know they, they can make some hay but again mm-hmm. it's all gonna come down to those divisional games like we had said and this is the time for the Sharks to uh, to make their mark so uh, we'll see how exactly they do that and uh, for me, you can find me at Eric Landy, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-D-I on all the social media garbage. Thank you, everybody. And stay tuned. Stay tuned. For the Pucknologist. They got some, they've got some thoughts on things we hear. <laughs> so keep it real. <laughs> keep it teal. And keep it real teal. Thanks, everybody. And have a good one.